Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, how do you know when you fully understood a problem? Our thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode. It's still July, last time I checked. So yes. it means that it's still layout, redesign your website month. Um, when I was writing these notes, I mistyped and I said layout, redesign your month website, which wouldn't, it wouldn't be a terrible idea um, to redesign a, a month. Um, <laughs> what would that mean? Your, your month website, like, I don't know, mine would be March. I would be designing a website for March. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, makes, hi, but updates. But you know what? That makes me think of these redesign challenges that come up sometimes on Dribble. <laughs> it's just like coming up with a random thing like design this app for space things. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I think like the results often like look good, but I'm always like, but why? <laughs> what is the point? Um, well, because, uh, you know, uh, well, this is not a topic. <laughs> yes. I see. I, I I see your point, but hey, now we know. August will probably be layout redesign your month website, um, whatever that means. We'll figure it out. Would that just be like a, a one page or website that has like a calendar on it with just your month, and then like basically what you're designing is like you know when you get like a paper like a physical calendar, there's always some sort of illustration that's like a cat or something or like, yeah, like, a, a, like a, those those calendar shoots like photo shoots. Yeah. Right. All right. So is that what it would be? So redesign that. <laughs> uh well, but that's not what we're talking about today right now. Uh we're talking we're just giving you a quick update on the progress of that. So last week we had the week with we set up some one-on-ones between uh some of the participants. Um uh Kevin, did you uh, I saw you posted pictures you had a in-person uh meeting is that so yes i happen to be paired up with andy uh and since he's from montreal we decided to um go and meet in person and then i invited my friend patrick who's also participating in the challenge to join us um so that was super fun it was it was really cool to kind of like get to meet up meet up in person exchange ideas talk through some of our challenges give each other feedback so it was super awesome uh, really excited to see what they come up with uh, with the at the end of the challenge. So that's awesome. Uh, I was paired up with Dennis, but we couldn't figure out a like. I I sent him a message. I haven't heard back, uh, Dennis. I don't know if you're busy or just um, like you, you can still do it. So if you're listening to this, Dennis, hi. I saw your 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 mockups and stuff. They look crazy, as in good crazy. I'm really excited about your <laughs> website. Um, so, yeah, so for, for this week, um, Kevin and I, we have set up uh, a Calendly link. Basically, we opened up our calendar. <laughs> That's not hard to say at all. <laughs> well, Calendly link. <laughs> Calendly link. Cl- Calendly link. Ah, Calendly link. 
clapped crappily. Um, <laughs> we opened up our calendars, um, so you can visit these links and you can you can book a thirty minute block for a one on one with us. And you can use that whatever you want, right? If you just want to, just want feedback, go for it. Honestly, if you want to just chat, also go for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna put the links in the show notes. So if you want to talk to me and Kevin, or only one of us, or both at the same time, that actually be interesting. We could try <laughs> make that happen. That um, seems like a scheduling nightmare, but sure. <laughs> hey, Calvin believe it's like it. yeah, it's like. If you, as like the listener who wants to do this, if you go into both of our calendars, is that how you say it? Uh, <laughs> and find times that match for both of us, then I'm uh, completely okay doing it, uh, the both of us. But it's all on you. You're the scheduling master. So cool. my link is there. You book whatever you want. I'm excited. So I already have so far uh, two 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 calls scheduled. So excite! Yeah, I think I have three or four. Don't have to brag, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time is limited, so uh, <laughs> hurry up because <laughs> maybe some of the spots may be taken. Um, any anything else on the layout redesign your website month? You want to add? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we jump uh, to our main topic, let me tell you about our sponsor. Returning sponsor. Very excited about this. So, once again, we want to thank InVision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode. InVision Studio is the world's most powerful screen design tool that brings together design, prototyping, animation, and collaboration all in one place. With a seamless connection to the InVision platform, it's easy to take your ideas and turn them into great products with one connected workflow. This is a tool created by working closely with the world's best design teams and finding inspiration in how they create beloved digital products. Unlike legacy tools that were built for graphic, static, and print design, InVision Studio was built specifically for a new generation of designers who are creating specifically for the screen. It creates a new visual language for designers to collaborate with the rest of their team involved in the product design process, giving them a way to easily convey their ideas and quickly get a stakeholder buy-in. So... Teams at uh, Zendesk, Uber, uh, Disney, Shopify, and more are already using Envision Studios, rapid prototyping, advanced animation, and collaborative features for their digital product design needs. So, Envision Studio, last time we talked about this here in the show, it was behind a closed beta and you have to, you know, put your email to get in maybe when it will come out. Now it's available now in early access and it's going to be free forever. <laughs> if you want to learn more and get access, the only thing you have to do is visit envisionapp.com slash studio. That's envisionapps.com slash studio. Uh, and our thanks to Envision Studio uh, for sponsoring uh, Layout. Okay, main topic. Hi, Kevin. Hi. So you, when we were talking about, you know, topics, <laughs> you you brought this one up, uh, and I'm, I'm very interested. Um, mainly, where do you want to go with this? 
So you were like, do you want to talk about understanding a problem before jumping in with solutions? I don't know if this was, uh, you know, if this was uh, originated by a personal thing at work or whatever. No idea. But this is very interesting. Um, do you want to kick this off? I mean, I guess I just did. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Sure. So this kind of comes from something that I've been seeing a lot. Um, obviously, you like talk to a lot of the designers, have lots of designers on my team, but also like see just lots of work uh, being done uh, at Shopify. Um, and one of the things that like right now I'm seeing a lot and I'd say like it's one of the biggest things that I've been like focus it focusing on and like trying to help designers with is understanding a problem um, because I find that it can be very easy for us um, to jump right in to what feels comfortable, right? Like what feels comfortable is opening up sketch. What feels comfortable is sketching ideas in a notebook. And even for me, like it, whenever I'm like thinking of my portfolio or something like that, like the first thing I want to do, like the fun part for me is diving in and like exploring different ideas. Um, but it's not always the right decision. Um, and I find that a lot of a lot of us frankly like just don't spend enough time thinking about a problem before trying to jump in and i think that leads sometimes to solutions that are subpar or like over <laughs> it's like not over engineered but over designed <laughs> where like there's going to be this big like expensive like really complex design work when like when you actually start implementing it you realize actually that doesn't really does do a great job at solving the problem um and it also like there there could be something that we could have done that would have been so much easier that would have been like so much faster to design and build um so yeah i'm kind of like interested in the question of like when do you know that you understand a problem enough that you can like start working on solutions. Is that fair? Yes. So I'm kind of curious. Like I'd say, like I'm I wanna know what your perspective on that before like I tell you about mine, because I've been like trying to think about that for a while and I'm not sure if it's like more of a Shopify thing or if it's like if it's also something you've been thinking about, um, of like trying to figure out ways to make sure that like you truly understand the implications of a problem. I just want to be careful um, when I talk about this because I I don't want people to think that whatever I do and what I, how I think about this is like even good advice. <laughs> <laughs> like I, and also you know, keep in mind the context. I'm, I'm a small team, startup, whatever. I have to move fast and all that. Chumbo, um, also. Most likely, I'll be the only designer at a given project, um, although that's changing. But uh, historically, um, and I tend to, I tend to jump to sketch very early, and mm. I know that. And also, I skip all of the like low fidelity things for a lot of projects, not all, 
but a lot of them, which also sets expectations. Like people see it as real products, but real mockups, but I mean, like, like very high fidelity mockups when it's really not the case, but I don't want to, I don't think that's the crux of the question. Um, but I tend to learn a lot by exploring UIs and by exploring uh, flows and, and, you know, in sketch. <laughs> and also it's a good way for me to, by presenting something visual, it's a way for me to pull um, knowledge and, you know, information that I didn't have from other stakeholders, from engineers, from all that. When they see something, they go, oh, that actually wouldn't work. You know, could I have discovered all of this information by not jumping to in, in sketch and just asking questions or whatever probably but this is I, I i found this is a very fast way for me to get to the real solution and get and basically get all the information that i needed um to get to the you know to the to a final design although i also have to say um that one thing that i've been trying to do to to help with this is is not necessarily holding off on solutions and and maybe just doing more sketching or more by sketching I don't mean you know sketch. So to um, be fair, I treat sketching as this is solution mode still. Yeah, paper sketching is is definitely like a tool to produce a solution. I see it as like to unveil solutions, you know, just mm-hmm. like to discover yeah. a bunch of ways and paths. Yeah. Not so not but what I talk to about one is solution like, or another you need to there's a lot of work that needs mm-hmm. to happen before you put a pen on a piece of paper to draw a sketch like before you right. even think you like during that process like during that like the understanding the problem phase you should literally have no idea what the solution is like you shouldn't be thinking about that like you might have you might have a guess or some inkling of an idea of how you might want to approach it but the best way to approach understanding the problem is like divorcing yourself from the solution and in fact it's way better when you don't know what that solution is gonna like would look like because then you're keeping your options open and you're truly curious and trying to understand and see what's happening and you're not biased by what you think you should do to address it I see. I see what you mean. I see. Um, <laughs> so here's the part in where, like, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that this is the best solution, <laughs> not even like a, a good one, a positive one. But something that I've been doing is I'm coming in late, later in the process, which goes against all the things like, no, design should be at the beginning of the conversation and all. And that's probably true, uh, but when you have one designer or two, y- you can't really, you know, be in every single project at every stage of the project. So when I jump in, now we have like uh, a project that we have an outline, we have uh, like a description: what are we solving? Why? What are the KPIs? What determines success? Why are we doing this? What is other people doing to solve this type of thing? Like hopefully at kickoff and when I jump in, uh, there's a lot of this stuff already, you know, explored and talked about. And so I'm not starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, and this this is just me to try to be more productive. 
Um, and honestly, it kills me to say this because I don't want people to think like a, I'm terrible. Maybe I am. <laughs> um, hi, therapist. But like, that is not the part of the design process that I am more that I am most like excited about. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I think the same is true for me and same is true for a lot of people. And I think this is why we are so driven to go for that, like that solution and start sketching and start opening up uh, sketch Figma or Envision Studio or whatever. Right. Um, nice. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's still an important part that we shouldn't skip. And I think I, that's basically what I was driving at is like, I can see and I can tell when someone has skipped that step because they will be spending 10 times more amount of effort and work on the design phase than it should have. Like when you have a problem that's really clear, very well defined, and that you understand really well, the solution becomes incredibly easy to design. But it's when things are still ambiguous that then like you just multiply the amount of possibilities the amount of solutions the amount of things that you then need to maybe a b test that it just like it just bubbles up from there and it, all it's everything that it starts from is us not understanding the problem now one thing that you addressed is like the brief brief is an extremely extremely important part of like any project really this is where everything starts right it's what should really be like the artifact that contains the why the like what the problem is what are our metrics like what are we trying to change how are we going to be able to know if we're successful or not those kinds of things and in theory if you have the perfect brief all the information should be in there um and you should just be able to read and like my litmus test for brief is would someone that like is brand new to the company can they like come in read this entire document and know exactly like what the problem is and why it's important and why we're doing it and how we're going to measure the success um, are you usually involved in the making of that brief absolutely yeah um so it and my involvement will, will vary based on like what project that is i obviously like so right now there's maybe like six or seven projects going on 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 my team <laughs> um so i obviously can't be writing like six or seven briefs at the same time um but i will at least be reviewing um all of the briefs and then i'll often like be taking a shot at writing one or two um and I think like that, doing that exercise in and of itself, I think is valuable for designers to kind of see what it's like, because it's actually a really tricky thing to get right. Um, and in my experience, the process of, of writing a design brief, or not just a design brief, like just any brief, um, is you write something, you share it with a small group of people, they tell you all the reasons why it's bad and it's wrong, <laughs> then you <laughs> take that feedback and basically start a new document rewrite <laughs> the entire thing from scratch uh then share it with the same people in a larger group 
then again, see all the ways that it's confusing, doesn't make sense, and then take that feedback, do another pass at rewriting it. Then like every every time you share it, you share it with a slightly larger group. Uh, and over time, it should be clearer and clearer and clearer and more and simpler and more to the point. Like it's not about, again, having a lot of content. It's about having the right kind of content in a way that is going to make sense to people. And I think where we can um, we can we have a role to play uh, here is I think us like in and in many ways, like better than a lot of other people on the team um not saying that that's that's the case for everyone and not saying that 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 we're better than than other disciplines but i i do think that we tend to have more of a user focus than some of the other team members which allow us to like really think like a normal person <laughs> if that makes sense um and really be able to bring that that outside perspective that i was like but why? Like, what does it truly give me as a user? Because sometimes like you'll get briefs that are uh, that really highlight the upsides for us as a company, for example. Why is it important, like business wise for us to do this? <laughs> and then as a designer, you're reading this and you're like, OK, I get that. Like, this makes sense for the business. But what am I getting out of this as a user? Like, I need to be able, you need to be able to sell me on why is this amazing for our users? Um, and this is where you can, like, start raising those questions and get people to start thinking about that because the business side is really important, but we also need to have that user piece that, like, makes a lot of sense. Um, and one thing that I often do, and it sounds stupid, but I assure you, like, <laughs> go to anyone who's, like, writing a brief or sharing something with you and just, ask them what is the problem like it's surprising how few people are able to answer this question in a clear and concise way what is the problem what are we solving and usually like i'll ask that multiple multiple times i'll be like what is the problem and they're like well we need to do this and this will allow us to do this and this is important because of it. no what is the problem <laughs> like well uh, people might do that no what is the problem <laughs> it's and in reality like it should get become really clear and before like before you have that clear understanding on what problem you're solving it's almost pointless to start jumping into solutions um so familiarize yourself with all the data that you have all the metrics all the user like the user feedback through support or something like that um and really make sure you understand it like i think we sometimes have that fear um when we're reading these either like more technical documents if that brief has been written by an engineer or more like um opportunity or solution driven um a brief if it's been written by a product manager um we have that tendency i think to feel like if there's something there that we don't understand that it's because we are dumb and we don't understand. <laughs> and so often, like, I will just be like, I don't understand this. Like, you need to explain this to me. I explain that so that it's clear. It needs to be accessible to literally anyone, like, in the company, but even should be so easy to understand that anyone out, even outside of your company could understand. Um, so don't be afraid to, like, be asking those questions. Like, you need to be able to understand that stuff enough that you can 
go and tell anyone that you see like take the elevator or like go around like in your lounge or message someone on Slack if you're if you're remote uh, and sell them on why this is important and why it matters um, and how this is a big problem that our users are having because once you have that like once you have that clarity then for you there should all be almost like no nothing that's ambiguous you once you once you have that you automatically know how to tell if you're creating a good solution that solves the problem appropriately um you are also a in much much better position to be able to start exploring ideas because now you have clarity on what you're supposed to be doing or what you're supposed to be addressing and rather than like exploring 20 different possibilities then you know you're like much more narrowed down on okay it's not just that people like don't click this button like if say okay let's take this example let's say we take the um the go to checkout button or something like that uh, this is a fictional thing like this is not uh, I'm not talking about a specific project that I've done. Sure. Um, but <laughs> like go to checkout and let's just say that someone somehow came to you and their brief is like, we need to increase how many people click this button. Why? Because the more people click this button, the more money we make. So this will like, it's very simplified, but this will often be the kind of briefs that like you can get. And again, like first thing you should notice is this is more about the solution than it is about the problem. Like, what is the problem? Like this, this brief doesn't tell us what that is. So we need to do a little bit of research. Talk to your researchers, like get people involved, like doing exploratory research before even starting a project is something that's very valuable to do. Uh, And if you have like a good, healthy uh, research team, you can even establish that as like an ongoing thing. So, for example, like our research team um, is really invested on creating like this long term kind of research that is not tied to specific projects Um, so they can inform us. But you don't need a researcher to be able to do that. Like anyone can do even like the most basic type of research of just like looking in like if you probably have some numbers, you probably have some dashboards, um, you probably have some way to even just talk to a couple users. Right. So. Okay, so our our people aren't clicking the button. That's that's too vague. We don't know why. Um, so we need to turn this into a problem. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna go talk to users. We're gonna figure out what's happening. So in some cases, it'll be just like observing what people are doing, like when how they browse the website and stuff like that. And then after some research, let's say we discover that people don't click this button because they're anxious that if they click this button, the purchase will go through immediately. Ah. That's interesting. People don't have that confidence that um, they are ready to purchase at that point. This is our problem. Our problem is people like aren't don't have enough information about the product to be ready to make a purchase. Okay, this is interesting, right? Like, there's already so much more context into that problem than there was in the first one, which was way more about like what needs to do, what what we need to happen. So. Now we know that the things that we need to look at is increasing confidence. How do we increase confidence? We can already think of some ways to do that. Um, And rather than just 
like throwing stuff at the wall and be and like making the button bigger or making you know like having a sticky button that follows you around or something like that like that is not the root of the problem like you want to solve the problem at that right level of abstraction and in that case it's maybe about providing some missing information around like the pricing or the features uh of of the product they're trying to sell or something like that like try to understand what the users are missing what do they want to see that they're not seeing that's preventing them from clicking that button so by doing that kind of research it allows you to really address it in the right way rather than wasting your time like kind of moving pixels around uh not that like spending time on on visual design is not important i think it really is but i think there's a time and space for that and when you're trying to solve a specific problem that a user is having you need to have that that like solid foundation to build upon that and when you get to that stage when you're like trying to figure out how does the solution that i'm creating uh how does that work visually spend all that time you want on that um but you really want to make sure you've got your bases right and you know if your solution is going to be working so that was kind of my rant kind of my like thing that i've been thinking about um i think it makes a huge difference and like one common pushback that i get get against that is well but i like I don't really have time for that. I, this is this is great. Like if you're in a big company and you have like lots of resources and like can afford to be spending time, I cannot do that. Um, let me tell you, like this will save you so much time, so so much time. Just like spending that that time at the beginning of the project is gonna speed everything up, not only for you but for the rest of your team. Um, so, like think of your team help them through this problem and make sure that that brief is like really clear really user friendly like think about the design of your brief like the design of how you communicate information internally will really affect how well you're able to solve these problems and how fast you are at producing those solutions um so yeah that's kind of the thing i wanted to leave all listeners with this week is like try to obsess over that problem don't obsess over that solution. I don't have a, a ton to add because that was awesome and very inspirational. And uh, yes, the uh, but I don't have a big team. I was going to go in there, but uh, you prevented me to. <laughs> um, I, I just have two, two, two points that I would like to, to ask you. Mm-hmm. One is, okay, this is helpful because we can be so much more productive and efficient right we can be can get to the best solution faster if we really you know spend our time sharpening the axe right yeah when when do we know though that you know we are sharpening the axe to break a twig right like oh shit turns out i could just step on it i don't even need an axe to the you know <laughs> to this task like it was so obvious and it's such a little thing that going through that research and doing that, like the coming up with a good, clean, uh, awesome brief, it was overkill. Cause at the end of the day, Oh no. Yeah. We just needed to change the copy that button. That would be awesome. Um, I mean that maybe that's, that was a bad, um, <laughs> example. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, that's obviously like when they're, when it's more of like a, a a deeper problem than like 
the copy on this button isn't consistent with the rest <laughs> of our of our copy on the website, then that's I, I see that more as a task than like a problem. Because I that is right. just like well, I, this this needs to happen. Like this needs to be done. Like this is is ju- literally just a task. Because I. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if this is kind of I'm focusing too much on your task, example or not, but a task can escalate to a bigger project, and sometimes the other way around. A bigger project than we thought would be big turns out, oh no, we could just solve this by doing this simple task. Um, but I'm just picturing all of what you said, and I'm thinking, all right, no, that's that's that sounds reasonable. It sounds great. How, let me let me you know bring this to my day to day, you know work and and let me do this the, the, what you just said mm-hmm. um but it feels like a lot of times and maybe you know maybe it's just no i am wrong and i should still keep pushing it but sometimes i feel like i would get some pushback from my team because it's like it's like uh having a good pair of shoes it's very important because it supports your whole uh you know your whole body and yeah. uh, having a good cushion having a good cushion is important because it means that you won't get tired as easy and so that means you can walk for longer and be standing for a longer period of time whatever all of this valid arguments for having good shoes but if your house is on fire uh, and you need to get the hell out of there. No one's going to be, oh, but wait, wait, wait. Let's pick good shoes because the good shoes are important, right? Like, no, no, no. Like, we have to move fast because we'll die. And I get that good shoes are important, but having good shoes right now, it's not. Maybe this is a terrible analogy. But, like, what I'm thinking, I'm picturing me bringing some of these ideas and process to my day-to-day. And, like, oh, there's this one task for you know design ui for something summaries uh ticket number 2068 <laughs> which is like the brief is already there it was talked about in this like an api we have to implement and this there's a new feature we kind of have because reasons and so the ui is going to be pretty simple but if i were to bring back if i were to come back to this like no 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 whatever sure you want to implement this ui this api to be you know to have this from GitHub, whatever, whatever, but why? Let's do some research. Is this a real thing we have to do? Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to bring all of this, I would get a lot of pushback, and we, it will slow us down considerably. Um, and so two questions. Maybe one, like, sure, we can shorten. Maybe you won't have a dedicated research team that will do all the homework beforehand. Um, it, it could just be you. It could just be as simple as asking one or two users you know what I think. Sure, you can reduce the whole complexity of how you tackle this, and you will still get the benefits from it. Um, but like, first, when do you know that it's on you, the designer, and such a small team? Um, like this example, this one task, this one uh, project. I wasn't there at the kickoff. Whatever they decided, this was an enge- this came from engineering. Mm-hmm. Something we needed to do. I was not there. Should I go back there? You know, or should I just pick up what I have now and kind of roll with it? Yeah, I mean, sense? I think it depends how involved you want to be in the decision making. But um, for me, it's like there has to be some prioritization that happens at some level, right? Like, how do we know that the stuff that we're working on is the, the stuff that's the most important for us to work on? Because that's really important to anyone, like at any level, right? Like the thing you're always running out of is time. Um, like 
even at our size, like we can't hire people fast enough, right? Like we're, we, there's no time, not enough time for us to do everything that we want to do. Like the list of stuff that we have on our roadmap is like so long, so, so long. You have no idea. There's stuff for, ye- for us to do for years in there, right? Like, but like, let's be frank, we're probably not going to have time to do all of that or not this year or not next year or not, right? Like there's always going to be more stuff. So you want to make sure that you prioritize the right things. So in a lot of cases, like you might be getting all of this thinking for free. <laughs> like there's some product managers uh, that I work with that are just absolutely amazing at uh, breaking stuff down and like understanding why it makes sense strategically and thinking like five steps ahead. Um, and so in that case, for me, what I want is I want to learn that. I want to know how they made that decision. And that is a growth opportunity for me by asking these questions, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be like a, hey guys, like, let me tell you what we're doing. Like, we need to stop this. Like, let me go and do this research for you. It can just be like, let me ask a couple questions and, and let me just learn from the stuff that you already know that you've already done. So in, in your case, Rafa, like there might have been these discussions in the kickoff. Um, but I, I think it's helpful for you to know these things. Um, not saying that you don't, but, um, that I think they're relevant questions to ask and be like, Hey guys, like, why is this, why is this super important? Right? Because you knowing that makes you a much better team member, makes you like a, a better equipped to, um, to do the things that netlify needs from you um and it also shows that like you kind of care about the business and you care about doing what's right um like (laughs) to go back to your fire analogy um i i mean i think in some cases you're right like in some cases it won't be possible like i'm not here to tell you that this is always going to, everything's going to work as planned and it's always going to be this way. And there's just one process and it's the only way to do things. Um, but one thing I would ask is like, is the house always on fire? Because if the house is always on fire, then there's <laughs> something wrong, right? Like that, that, that means that you're, that as a team, you're not focusing on the right things and you're not building for the long term. Because if you are building on the long term, you should stop, be stopping that fire. And then you should be able to establish something that's more sustainable. But if you're, but if like everything's always crazy and there's never like everyone's running around and like you're maybe not making the best decisions all the time, then you're not building for the long term. You're building for the short term. And like that's just not sustainable, like as a team, also not a good idea for your product i think um so uh, that would uh, be another kind of concern that i would raise that would be like hey maybe like maybe we're not focusing on the right things here um, and that is surfaced if you start asking these questions around the briefs mm-hmm. all right so i see what i see your point um what I uh, like, I don't. Again, I want to make this clear. I'm not disagreeing with what you said, or you yeah, know, no, you're playing devil's taking, advocate, right? I'm not taking value from what you said. It's just all right. So I can see a lot of, I can see a lot of pushback from a lot of people saying like, hey, maybe that is just a manager's thing and not really. If I'm 
if I'm just a graphic designer, you know, I don't have to be there in those calls. That's not my job. Um, what I do usually is like when I am assigned a task, when I am assigned a project, I always need a, like a brief. I need a kickoff. I need, I need to ask, I need to get on a call and say, all right, dump all the information on me. What do we have? Why? Right. What are we doing? Explain this to me. Um, just to, to to avoid the the, the back and forth because I mm-hmm. if I don't have enough information like you said I'm going to start pursuing solutions and I'll, I'll come back and say oh actually it turns out those solutions are impossible because X and Y and so there's a lot of going back and forth that's not efficient or productive and also the explanations like need to make sense to you right because like, if they don't like if if you're not able to sell me on why this is this product is important and why I should be dedicating my time to it then I don't see how like we can sell that to our users and and that is important like i think it like i want designers to feel like they have enough ownership and responsibility in this that like it it doesn't just go one way right like it's you you you're not the only person that has a responsibility to your like product managers and other people who will be making these decisions, but these stakeholders also have a responsibility to you. Right. Um, and you should keep each other accountable. All right. So to go full circle uh, and go back to the original question, like how do you know that you understand a problem before jumping? How do you know? So when are you satisfied? Is it because it makes sense at the time and you have no questions that you can think of at the time? Like, is there any is there any tells that like s- some information is missing? Um, I don't know because you've been writing like briefs now. Apparently, like, it's something you've been spending some time on and perfecting. Um, so, are there any tells that we might be like looking for to see if we have enough information? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like some things like what is the problem? <laughs> like, again, I've mentioned this before, but it, like, I should like, we should be, have almost have like a sentence that is like, the problem is <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> right. Um, and have it phrased in that way. So I want the key part of, of the brief phrase as a problem, not a, we need to do X. Um, second one is, why is this important? And on that front, I'm expecting to see some metrics, some piece of information that says why we need to do this. So, so that, that can be like a number of like users complaining about a thing that can be um, like a, I don't know, like industry metric of, hey, like there's these people are doing this feature and it's useful in, in these ways um, that we can measure or something like that. Or, or even just like how many, how, what's our expectations of like how many users would need this feature based on like different criteria. Um, so we've got the problem. We've got the why. So we do this project. Another thing that I want to see that we haven't really talked about is why should we not work on this project? And I think that's a very interesting question to, that everyone should ask themselves. It's like, what? Are, like, are there some things that you can think about that would maybe push us down another path? Um, and 
like that's an opportunity for people to kind of like disprove them but um it's also a way for you to like think about the three like the 360 (laughs) angles of this project um (laughs) and, and just like take it from the different sides um and then finally like understand like understand what it means like if you like if you read the brief and it's still not clear to you you're not sure where this is going like if you don't have that clarity and that's maybe a bit hard for me to explain so i'm going to think about that more and, and try to do a better job maybe we'll do some follow up on it uh if i find a better way to explain it but just like does it make sense to you and can you explain it to someone else because if it does like and some people might need very little context like the more experience i think you have in an area the less you're gonna have to be asking all of these questions because you're gonna know like immediately off the top of your head oh yeah like this is the problems these i've heard of this i've seen these people complain about this like i have all of that information in my head and i need to ask one question and that's it um but in other case, you might need to ask more questions, and I think that's completely fine. And when you need to ask a question, that is not the that is not a problem with you. That is a problem with the brief <laughs> and the documents, or like in in some cases, it might not be a brief, right? It might be a GitHub issue. It might be something else. Um, but yeah, okay, that's awesome. I this is a good place to end it. Cool. This is great. This is great. And honestly, this is I'm going to act on this. I'm going to bring. Awesome! Yeah, my, please, please follow job. up on it. Like, see how it goes and what challenges are there. Um, I'd, like, I'd be curious to hear from someone outside of Shopify. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll it'll help you out. Um, because at at least it certainly helped me out. Uh, and also made me, I find like made me a better contributor. That I can, like, I at least I discovered that hey, this thing that I'm good at, like the, this design thing that I'm good at, I can use that to also make other parts better. Um, and in that case, it's, it's like the product thinking, uh, which is a really interesting area to dive into, in my opinion. So yeah, check it out. All right. Uh, before we get to recommendations and wrap this up, you've been meaning to talk about Solo, the movie, for a while, and yes. I've been a terrible co-host and where I couldn't really find the time and place to go watch it. So we've been delaying this conversation. And so I haven't seen the movie. And I plan... I mean, it's out of the theaters now, so it's, it's getting harder and harder. I guess I could be, I could get a bootleg version somewhere. <laughs> but, but I don't want to do that. So I'm going to wait on the iTunes release to watch it. But you have thoughts that I feel like you they have been like fermenting inside <laughs> for a long time. So I would just ask if there's any big spoilers, if you could keep away from them yeah no there's uh, i was gonna spoilers. say like oh i can just uh, close my ears uh, like take my headphones off but i'm gonna edit this so there's so, no way right there's no escaping, so. <laughs> so the only spoiler on this is gonna be my personal opinion about it That's so fine. if you think that that 
will uh, give you expectations that you don't want to have, then totally fair. Then I think you should kind of skip the the chapter, um, which you can do in a lot of uh, no, not me. science. <laughs> but you can't do it. But um, but that's fine. I've heard I've heard enough opinions. Right. And I I, th- I think I've told you this before. Like I've heard. Probably the same number of, of great reviews and opinions and like people that hated it. So at the end, it's evened out. So it's like I'm neutral. Right. I have no expectations. So right. please let me know yours. I really like this movie. <laughs> Good. Um, I, I think when we talked about it, when we saw uh, the trailer, I said I was cautiously optimistic for it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think that really came from uh, the perspective of me just kind of not caring anymore (laughs) i don't know if that makes sense of like yeah like this movie can be good or it can be bad and it won't matter to me really um it like it it's not gonna affect real star wars um so i (laughs) i was kind of just like i hope this is a fun movie uh and that was it which may or may not have put me in the right mindset to actually go see this movie and enjoy it. Um, and like just hitting on some of the things that I thought it, this movie did well. My goodness, like a competent story with characters you can relate to <laughs> that do things that make sense and that have like a character arc and a progression from the beginning to the middle to the end. That's something that a lot of Star Wars movie cannot do. And it's it's just shocking. Like it's just this is a competently made Star Wars movie. Like it, it's a story. <laughs> it's a, something that's good that I didn't like one thing one way that I noticed that is I didn't I didn't spend the entire movie thinking about how it was made or what kind of decisions they were making. I was just sitting there, I was watching it, and I was thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I was like, wow, like I, this is actually like really engaging. Like this is a fun movie. Um, I compare contrast to the last Jedi, which I think was a complete train wreck. Um, so absolutely like well-made story, like really well-directed. Um, the, I found that, um, like without going, obviously like without going into the storyline, it made me realize how much of my my me basically me liking star wars is me liking han solo more than any of the jedi stuff (laughs) that like more than almost any other star wars movie this felt like star wars to me wow um yeah and it but it kind of gave me in a sense it gave me hope (laughs) did <laughs> you say that it gave you a new hope it gave me a new hope because <laughs> um, it, it was yeah there was something about it and like sure the actor he's he's not he's not Harrison Ford like clearly not nowhere near close but I think he did a good job like despite all of that um, and even even if I can like sort of separate him in my brain like it's like this new kind of person or this new character that's also named Han Solo that do share some characteristics with the old one, uh, the one that we're used sure, to. Chewbacca. But like, 
but like <laughs> i like th- that was a good character that worked really well the actor did a good job um but it yeah like the whole vibe of it like felt so much better and like it was just there's just something fun about it um, okay now i'm scared that you're overhyping this and it'll be a letdown yeah um there was one and it depends which side you're on on this and i'll I'll be curious like to know when you see it um the dark side there is yeah of course um they are trying to connect this movie to a lot of things that happened in other movies a lot of things that we know a lot of things that we don't know um In some ways, you can call that fan service. <laughs> um, in some ways, it's not, though, I think. I think it's just, like, some very smart, like, connecting some dots um, and and trying to, like, really, like, slot in this movie and, like, by accumulating a lot of missing pieces and bringing them together. Um, so I thought, like, it didn't feel separate in any in any way like it felt very connected to the rest of the other movies i actually enjoy that and i found that there was so many things that would go right past like 99 of people but little details that i noticed and i was like i like you get me <laughs> that was like oh, that, that is exactly what fan service that is, was my right? reaction um and yeah, like if you call it fan service and you don't like that, it's not then bad. Sure. It's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. And I think in in some cases, obviously, don't want to talk about them here. I think they did go maybe cross that line a little bit, but I'd say for the most part, they kept it like they kept it manageable. They kept they kept it like it, it made it made sense and it it worked for me. Um, so yeah, overall, like this was a really really great movie, and it made me think like. Damn, like I'd take a, a trilogy with Han Solo. <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting. Um Oh, also just have to comment on uh Donald Glover's performance. He was so good. So so good. Um and like he was so charismatic that I found for for me at least, he kind of erased the original lando and became the new like canonical lando for me um so yeah um also another really interesting character that i would love to see more of in the future but well but if if they made a trilogy it wouldn't be a solo movie that is true ding uh okay well now i'm you know now expectations are way up there um yes. now i'll hate it uh okay well thanks i'm excited i'll wait for the itunes release um should we get your recommendations because i see that we both have two recommendations so b- 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 bonus boom let's do it <laughs> do you want to start i can start uh so this is not a new thing it's not even new for me um, but if you know comedian Bo Burnham, he has this one specialist on Netflix. It's called Make Happy, and uh, it, it's one of my favorite like comedy specials. Uh, and it, it came out a, a while ago, a couple of years now. Um, but when I was at Sam's, like I, I remember a joke, so I made a joke about this thing, and then he had already forgotten, so he rewatched it again, and like I just got a new reappreciation 
for this show. It's one of the most innovative, different, uh, like talented comedy special. It's amazing as a comedian how what he does. It's really good, and it, I just want to recommend especially. And I'll probably like I'm going to add a little clip on here. Oh um, yeah, you showed this to me when I was uh, when I was at your place. I think. Yeah. Oh, the guy awesome. So you remember. That? Yeah. yeah, the the Kanye bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah so he has this one bit. I'm going to put a clip here. This is him mimicking or, you know, making fun of Kanye's uh, rant song. Uh, and this is him complaining about uh, burritos. Let's do this. I win at Chipotle. Win at Chipotle. Got myself a chicken burrito. I went down the line. I got like all these ingredients. And then at the end of the line, the guy tried to wrap the burrito. But half of the shit inside the burrito spilled out. He still wrapped it. I was like, dude, you should have warned me. You're a burrito expert. You should have told me halfway through. Hey, man, you might be reaching maximum burrito capacity here. Do you think I want a messy burrito? No one wants a messy burrito. The whole appeal of a burrito is that all of the ingredients are contained within the confines of the tortilla. I wouldn't have gotten half this shit if I knew it was going to fit in the burrito, all right? Look, I wouldn't have got the lettuce if I knew it would Wouldn't have got the cheese if I knew it would Wouldn't have got the peppers if I knew they would I wouldn't have got, 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 got half of it like I'm okay with small mistakes. If you got no more chicken, I'll take pork. But I'll my dad before I eat a burrito with a fork. Wouldn't have got the lettuce if I knew it would so it's available for free so, i mean it's on netflix right uh, so go watch it it's if you haven't it's great and if you have already watched it watch it again because it's still that great awesome do you want to do one yes uh, and I'll, okay, okay so i'll do my uh recommendation that's like maybe a little bit more out there first um and it is basically a youtube channel um i know that's not like the origins of it necessarily that's but it definitely um, isn't that's how i experience it um, yeah. so uh that is bbc radio one live lounge um basically what that is is the bbc bbc radio one um has this thing i think is it on the radio yeah okay it's a radio station okay so it's a radio station uh there we go um and basically what they do is they get artists like well-known artists to come in and cover do a cover of other people's songs and what i love about this is they're all really good covers that will like go really far down like changing the style um so that it's like really mm -hmm. different so you'll get like really interesting like imagine dragons covering like a taylor swift song or something like that <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> like how would that how would that sound um and they always like end up sounding amazing so what i do is i i go to the youtube channel and i just uh start the the playlist and just having it running um on shuffle uh and it's i find it great background music um and just a good way i find to like experience music that you probably already know but in a slightly different way so yeah, highly recommend that. I think it's good. I love the um, churches covering 
Do I Want to Know by Arctic Monkeys. Mm, I don't know if I've heard this one, but I'll check it out. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I love them. I think I've heard all of them several times. I'm a fan. So great recommendation. Uh, all right. So my second recommendation and final, it's a bit weird. Uh, it's just, I found this on Reddit on the random, you know, rabbit, th- uh, rabbit, no, Reddit thread. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's late. Um, so someone w- went to a, an Apple store and they, they were looking in an iPad, I believe. And they found like really good, um, like 5k P3, um, that's the color profile, uh, wallpapers. And so this one person decided to airdrop to his, to his own iPhone, <laughs> all of those wallpapers. Like Mave. <laughs> like Mave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then left the park, the Apple park, um, <laughs> and then uploaded them online. So these are like, they're legit, really good wallpapers, like in, in the classic Apple style. Um, so imagine it's like the, you know, the built-in wallpapers they have on your Mac. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but more, and they're pretty good. So if you're in for like new, fancy, shiny, colorful wallpapers, uh there's a link in the show notes it's like a we transfer thing just download the folder um let's see how many it's like 25 pictures so that's it's it's cool it's it's nice so there it is cool Boom. uh my second recommendation is gatsby gatsby is a static site generator um that uses react um and i'm using it for my personal website and i've been really enjoying it and I guess, like, I don't know if this is a recommendation for Gatsby or, or more for React or both, um, <laughs> but let's say both. Um, but I've been, like, really enjoying yeah, using React for this website, even though it's totally overkill. Um, but Gatsby also make it, makes it pretty easy uh, to be able to do the stuff that I want to do. So, like, have a blog and be able to have, like, a, a portfolio page and stuff like that. And it's super flexible. You can kind of tweak it to do whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I only have good words to say about it. Um, it uses GraphQL too to like make things fast and, um, like just easy to, easy to use. Um, so yeah, I've been really loving it and I've been like when I'm done <laughs> building my website, cause I'm not done yet. Um, I'm considering porting over some of my other websites that I maintain over to Gatsby because I think it's nice really good and really cool and that will hopefully allow me to host things on netlify which i'm really excited yes. to try out so that'll be exciting cool gatsby is awesome uh, i really like it I, I was actually i think i even started like a new project in gatsby for my website but at the end of the day it's like i don't have a blog um right it's literally a one-page <laughs> thing blog? what's a do you have a blog um <laughs> Like it's it's a one page thing, and I use React at work every day. <laughs> like, right? You know what? Ah, for me it was like uh, you know, uh, like a like like pure fresh air to be able to just write <laughs> vanilla CSS and stuff right. <laughs> and HTML. Remember that? So wow. Yeah, but but uh, I I I give my two thumbs up for Gatsby as well. <laughs> we had this moment of hesitation here. <laughs> like, what is he gonna say? Is it gonna be two thumbs? down <laughs> two thumbs middle <laughs> two thumbs at a no. 45 uh, degree angle <laughs> <laughs> uh 
all right cool. okay awesome. that's it for this show uh thanks everyone for sticking by um you know till the end uh, if you want to continue the discussion if you want to you know let us know what your recommendations are for the week what are you watching what are you using what, what kind of new apps are you using uh let us know and you can do so by uh, going to spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout that's also where we have our ongoing uh layout redesign your website month thread um so it's not too late. Like you still have time, you know. It's yeah, getting harder, and we still but... have people joining. Like I think someone joined today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, if you're it's, fast, it's you can join right now. Uh, last uh, reminder that both uh, me and Kevin have uh, Calendly <laughs> uh, link. Uh, basically, we are open to book uh, one-on-ones with us if you wanna if you want feedback or ask questions or whatever. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. I am at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find all the show notes for stuff that we mentioned and all of our recommendations and stuff. You can do so by visiting our website, and that's layout.fm. Um, and uh, this episode was sponsored by Envision Studio. Uh, once again, Envision Studio is the world's most powerful screen design tool. Uh, and uh, check them out at envisionapp.com slash studio. Um, lastly, this show is part of Spec FM Network. So, if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, you can do so by visiting them at spec.fm. That's it. Rafa out. Boom. <laughs>